good? Welcome to the Post-Op Podcast presented by Mali Witch, your boy Malik. Thanks for tuning in. So game 68 of the season. This is uh, the NBA restart game number four for the Toronto Raptors. Um, the Raptors, if you saw the game, lost uh, 122 to 100. And uh, that score doesn't do it justice because uh, the Raptors were uh, down as much as 40 points. Um, the Boston Celtics pretty much had to mail it in. Uh, they had the bench guys coming in near the, um, you know, I would say two minutes uh, into the fourth. And uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the rest of the game wasn't even uh, worth a watch. But um, yeah, 122-100 is the final score. Um, the Raptors shot terribly in this game. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, Pascal Siakam didn't have uh, one of his best games. Um, he shot uh, 33% from the field. Uh, he was one from five from three, you know, five from 15 from, uh, from the field overall. And, um, you know, his plus minus was minus 26. So uh, that was the worst uh, out of the whole roster, which is unfortunate because, you know, he's our up and coming star. But uh, at this point, um, he has to show up for these big boy games. Uh, minus 26 is not good. Um, obviously, plus minus is going to measure um, the impact on a game for a player who's on the court. So, uh, you know, when Siakam was uh, on the floor, we got outscored by 26 points, which is not a good sign for a championship team. But, um, you know, it's, it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve, man. There's a lot of comparison out there between Tatum and Siakam. And uh, like I said, Siakam, you know, Siakam shocked everybody getting to this point. Um, you know, most improved player two years ago. Uh, some people have the most improved even again this year. But the only difference is he's the alpha on the team this year. He's not the beta. And uh, Siakam was a second round draft pick. Um, he didn't grow up being, you know, an, an alpha on the team, right? And I think that's what differentiates Siakam from, uh, from Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, um, you know, he's an all-American player. You know, he played at Duke. And uh, I'm pretty sure even in high school, he was the number one option. So Jason Tatum knows how to carry a team on his back. Siakam is still learning how to do that. So at this point, um, in these big boy games, you know, I'm seeing a little struggle from Siakam. And this is, um, you know, this is a little disappointing, but I'm sure Nick Nurse will, uh, will address these issues. So speaking of big boy games, um, a concerning stat that I noticed was that the Raptors... Uh, when facing uh, the top four team in the East and in the West, the Raptors are actually 4-11 and 11 against the top four team uh, in the league overall, which is uh, you know, a little concerning because when, when you get to the playoff, this is, uh, those are the teams that you're going to have to beat to win a championship. So the Raptors so far this season, 0-2 against the Clippers, 0-1 against Denver, 0-1 against Houston. They're 0-2 against the Bucks, 1-3 uh, against the Celtics, including this loss tonight. The Celtics, man, that wasn't even close. And the other three losses were also blowouts, which is not a good sign because we're probably going to face the Celtics in the second round. And I'm um, hearing a lot of chatter that uh, we can beat the Celtics. I'm not sold. Um, and based on what we've seen this season, I think, um, you know, my point is being proven. Um, the Raptors lost. You know, you know, the Celtics beat the Raptors pretty handily the second game of the season. And then we faced them on Christmas, December 25. Um, it was another blowout loss that wasn't even close. You know, I don't know if the Raptors are just not into it when they play the Celtics, but at this point, you know, you got, you got to show up against, um, you know, the team that's trying to take your spot. 
the number two seed in the East. Um, so the Celtics blew, you know, blew the doors out of the Raptors uh, on Christmas. And then there was a back-to-back game. So I think the following day, the next day, December 26th, uh, the Raptors played the Celtics. It was a back-to-back. That game, you know, they managed to win that game. But then again, what does that really prove? Um, you know, that was the very next day. The Celtics, you know, destroyed us in, in, uh, during Christmas. So I'm sure they weren't really, um, you know, focused the very next day. The Raptors won that. And then, you know, this uh, most recent game uh, in the bubble, uh, again, the Raptors just shot, you know, terribly against the Celtics. And uh, they just, you know, beat the brakes off the Raptors. Again, they were up by as much as 40. And uh, the final score was 122 to um, uh, 100. But, um, yeah, like, you know, to go back on my point, the Raptors are 4-11 and 11 against the top four team in the East and West. And uh, the only team that they've managed to beat um, was the Lakers. <laughs> so they beat the Lakers twice. They're 2-0 against the Lakers. Um, I don't know what kind of, uh, you know, juju that is, but... Uh, they, uh, it seems like LeBron and AD, they, they can't figure out, um, you know, how to beat the, uh, the Raptors on the inside post, which makes sense because the Raptors have Ibaka and uh, Gasol, uh, two bruisers. Ibaka's a shot blocker. Gasol's just savvy defensively. So it makes sense that Anthony Davis would struggle against the Raptors. But other than that, you know, there's not, it's not promising. LeBron probably, you know, doesn't, you know, play his all when he plays uh, the Raptors in the regular season. So, um, if we were to face the Lakers in the playoffs, it would have to be in the NBA Finals. And right now, it doesn't look like the Raptors can even make the Finals because after a game like this, this is, um, this is worrisome. So going back to uh, the standings, uh, the Raptors are pretty much uh, you know, in control of the second seed at this point. You know, There's four more remaining games on the schedule. Um, the Celtics just won this one, but at this point, the Raptors are... Um, you know, we're 49 and 19. The Celtics are 46 and 23 uh, with, again, four games left. So it's not likely that the Celtics are going to catch up. Um, the Raptors would have to lose the rest of their games and uh, the Celtics would have to, to, to pretty much win out the rest of their games. Right. Um, obviously, in a tiebreaker scenarios, the Celtic um, is going to take the number two seed because, you know, they're three or one against us. So, um, you know, Raptors obviously are going to have to, to lock it down for the rest of the, um, the seeding games. And then, um, you know, once they lock it up, um, you know, we pretty much have a date with uh, either the Brooklyn Nets or the Orlando Magic in the playoffs. So another NBA news, uh, I'm sure you guys heard Ben Simmons got injured on Thursday. Um, so he pretty much uh, suffered a subluxation of uh, his left uh, patella. Um, he's scheduled to be out for four to six weeks, which uh, is pretty much going to take him into um, you know, the end of the second round of the playoffs. So it's looking like Ben Simmons is probably not going to be around for, uh, for the rest of the season. Um, you know, the Sixers are, are, you know, are going to have to rely on Joel Embiid, um, who's been a monster, obviously, without, without Ben Simmons. He's able to, to play a little bit more in the paint. Um, you know, he's not going to be hindered by the fact that Ben Simmons can't shoot, you know, on the perimeter. Um, so it's a good experiment for the Sixers because they've been talking about trading one of them. And um, obviously, it's a tough decision. Those are two, um, you know, two future star players in the league. Um, ben Simmons, um, you know, he's, he's a floor general, um, you know, he's uh, one of the top defenders in the league. 
Uh, he's 6'10", he can handle the ball. Um, you know, getting a triple-double, it's pretty much, you know, it's easy for Ben Simmons. But the problem is um, he's only an inside-out player. He's not able to make a perimeter shot, and uh, he doesn't seem interested to even um, improve his three-point range. So at this point, uh, you know, Ben Simmons is, um, you know, he might be expandable. Um, me personally, I think that if uh, the Sixers are looking to trade Ben Simmons, you know, they could definitely send it to or send him to Toronto because, um, you know, that would give Lowry to uh, close out his career back home in Philly. Um, and at the same time, Lowry would be a perfect pairing with, uh, with Joel Embiid. Um, you know, Lowry is um, he's a defensive point guard. He's a defensive first point guard. Uh, and at the same time, you know, he's, he's a pretty good shooter from the perimeter. Um, and um, he's able to, to uh, distribute the ball to guys like uh, Josh Richardson and uh, Tobias Harris, um, who can stay on the wing. And, you know, uh, they can also throw the ball into Joel Embiid. Um, and create more spacing for, this, for the center position because they also have Al Harford. Um, and then in return for Toronto, um, it'll be a good way to part with Lowry. Um, sending him back to Philly would, um, would be a soft landing. Um, it wouldn't be, um, you know, I'm sure Lowry wouldn't be opposed to that since he's from Philly. And, uh, you know, Ben Simmons can, can you know, can, can start the rebuild with Toronto. Um, obviously, we'd have to surround him with shooters. Um, and, uh, you know, Messiah would have to... Um, to Pretty much revamp the roster, you know, aside from Siakam and, and Van Fleet. Um, if we do acquire Ben Simmons, you know, the roster would definitely have to be updated because, um, you know, although Ben Simmons is 6'10 and, um, you know, a floor general, um, you know, he, he, his severe lack of shooting would, uh, would hamper the team if we don't have enough shooters around him. But yeah, on a closing note, you know, this game was, uh, again, was a very poorly played game by the Toronto Raptors. Uh, if we look at the team comparison for the final score, um, you know, the Celtics shot 49% from the field and uh, the Raptors were at 42, uh, 42.7. So, you know, we can round it up to 43%. Uh, they shot terribly from the three, 26% from the three. Um, you know, they, um, they got out-rebounded 52 to 48 um, the Raptors, you know, obviously got more blocks, but again, that didn't lead to, um, to, to, to a lot of points. Uh, the turnover margin was, you know, it was fairly similar. It was a sloppy game. Raptors at 18, uh, the Celtics at 19. And, um, yeah, at this point, man, the Raptors just, you know, are going to have to go back to the drawing board. Um, they're 301 in the NBA restart in the bubble. And by the way, um, you know, Adam Silver and, uh, you know, the NBA um, uh, general managers have done a terrific job, uh, you know, with uh, the whole bubble. Um, obviously, you know, with the last um, round of testing that's been happening, um, you know, there was a report that there was zero new cases of, uh, of COVID-19 that were reported. Obviously, there's a few guys here and there that, you know, went out the bubble for, you know, their own personal reasons. Um, you know, some of them did some stuff that they weren't supposed to do. Obviously, you know, we all heard about, uh, Lou Williams, uh, but at the same time, um, you know, he came back, he, um, you know, he respected the 10 day, uh, mandatory quarantine period. And, um, yeah, thank God, um, you know, he, he tested negative and, uh, you know, the, the bubble seems to be a success so far. Um, you know, the MLB has, uh, has a lot to learn from the NBA. And uh, I would say the, uh, the NBA and the NHL and the NHL have done a good job um, setting up this bubble. But um, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, you know, we're gonna have to, uh, like I said, you know, take it back to the drawing board. Um, you know, the Raptors are can play much better than that. 
But uh, at the same time, you know, this game, um, you know, exposed one of their biggest weaknesses. And, um, you know, that's the ability for, um, uh, for uh, you know, for one-on-one -on -one pretty much for, you know, for, for the ability for our main guys to create their own shot. Um, and it seems like in this game, um, Siakam would, you know, could never catch his rhythm. Uh, Van Fleet and Lowry, you know, in a game like this, you know, their size is going to be exposed. And um, yeah, you know, Ibaka and uh, Angasol, they're not our primary scorers. So obviously if the main guys aren't, aren't getting it going, then um, this is how it's gonna look. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. And um, you know, make sure to uh, shout me out if you have any comments. You, know, you can reach out, you know, Matt Lee at 27, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, until then, peace.